Welcome to another episode of Those Three Dudes. I am Luke. I'm John. And tonight we are joined by Jimmy. Jimmy is, uh, what? We're not getting anything for some unknown reason. We're not, we're not getting any live stream. Yeah. So of course we got technical difficulties for all of you out there on the audio side. Cause we were those three dudes and two of us ah. are ancient as hell. We are working. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. I mean, we're, we're starting the live stream about 12 minutes later than normal because, Oh, hang uh, on. Um, Hang on, what? That's last week. <laughs> Ugh, okay. What the fuck? So, anyways, so my uh, I I went out, got a brand new uh, camera, and apparently, well, you know what? I can hook the damn thing back up now. You, oh, I guess I can't because I unhooked it and then I uninstalled it because I was getting an echo. When it turns out, it's because Jimmy is sitting directly to my side. Isn't that right, Jimmy? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. I stop audio from audioing. I don't know. <laughs> for for those of you that uh, don't know, uh, oh, and now John is going red. Anyways, um, for those of you that that don't know, Jimmy here is uh, a mini me version. Uh, right down to the glasses so the horrible vision and he obviously has really good taste in banners because there is a banner directly behind him that's just like the one that's directly behind me so he, he has is good this taste flashing light affecting you uh mentally or physically uh Physically, I I have not gone into an epileptic seizure yet. Okay. How about because you, Jimmy? No, no, it's perfectly fine. I have a couple of new smart bulbs, and I'm playing with them. So hang on. So Jimmy is uh, your average teenager, and. Uh, we are going to get some feedback from Jimmy on, I don't know, on stuff, on life as a teenager. Are you ready for this Q&A, Jimmy? <laughs> I mean, I guess. That's good. Because... Question. Question to Jimmy. No, sorry. I won't ask it. Oh, come on, John. Do it. Do it. No, no, I don't want to embarrass him. Embarrass him. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, we're we're going we're going to uh, we're going to talk to Jimmy anyways for for some time here. Um, but uh, before we get started, I guess, I mean. So obviously, uh, Alec is not here. Uh, Chris is um, playing hide the soap, and uh, as usual, 
as usual. And uh, Dave, I really don't know where Dave is right now because he injured himself on the job uh, the other day. And now I can't get a hold of him. I know that he did laugh at one of my memes tonight. So, so I will He's say alive. he is alive. He is alive. Um, but other than that, uh, I didn't really, you know, I haven't really been paying attention to the news. Have you paid attention to the news at all lately, John? Only in New Mexico. And and it's probably the same fun story as usual, which, by the way, those of you in New Mexico, uh, we do have just don't comply shirts. So <laughs> go to our gear. Yeah. Store. By the way, John, my wife gave me permission to buy more of our merchandise since I got rid of some shirts. So. And a, a very fine gentleman at the local gun shop today complimented my hat. So I told him I'm going to give him a hat. So I'm going to get get him a hat. So. See if he will sell some. Sell some. Merch. Merch. Um, well, needless to say, he is not a very high-ranking person at that gun shop, so... Ah, okay. He's a nice guy. Uh, retired. I think he said he was a retired officer. Um, actually, I know that he said that he's a retired officer. Uh, good guy. Um, and I'm just happy that he's working at my favorite gun shop in the whole wide world, but... Uh, the state of Michigan decided that they were going to backpedal a little bit. And for those of you that may be freaking out right now in Michigan over this new law about, oh, you have to go to the sheriff's department and get, I don't know what they're calling it, but a permit to purchase a handgun. Calm yourself down because up until like three, maybe five years ago, this was the way that it always was. So just relax. I mean, yes, it is. It, it is backpedaling from a uh, better firearm standards, but at the same time, it's not that much different than it was five years ago. So, okay. Just wanted to point that out for anybody that's freaking out over that. So, <laughs> And that's only for people that don't have a CPL or CCW. So it's only people that don't have a carry permit. What, John? I know that you're, you look like you're sitting there contemplating what, or like, it looks like you have something on your mind that you want to say. Okay. One of the anti gun bills that was passed this last month in our legislature. It's a seven-day waiting period for when you buy a firearm. But what they are not telling you is if you have a 
concealed carry permit, you don't have to have to wait the seven days. They're not saying that. 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 Of course, they wouldn't say that. Yeah. So, I have to look into this law because there's a few other things that I'm hearing rumors about to see if it's true or not. And those of you, you know, uh, for those of you that live in New Mexico, I, I have something right here in our lovely gear shop <laughs> right here that you should really own and wear around, especially if you are anywhere near Albuquerque. Isn't it Albuquerque? The whole of New Mexico. Mexico. The whole of, well, yeah, but isn't it Albuquerque where the capital is? No. Oh. Santa Fe. Either way, go give the governor a hug in one of these shirts. I mean, we even carry them in pink. <laughs> and communist red. <laughs> and since apparently you guys have gotten more snow than we have, uh, I'd also like to point out that it is also available in hoodies. <laughs> the snow is all gone. Oh, well, we just we just got more snow. Oh, by the way, John, I probably can't do it. No, I can't do it on yours, but uh, hold on one sec. I, I found this really awesome thing uh, <laughs> when I was setting up uh, the camera. And <laughs> does this bring you back to home? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just double checking. Just double checking. <laughs> I I wish that there was some way of doing it to, to like your camera from this end. <laughs> no. Oh. So that well, way, so that way um, I can just like yeah. randomly turn your camera. For those of you that are on the audio only, I just turned my camera upside down. Or not my camera, but my video upside down. Anyways, um, so moving on, uh, I really don't, there wasn't really anything in the queue on, um, on uh, notable news on the Discord, but I did have this video that I did want to share with everybody. Uh, some of you have probably already seen this. John, can you guess what I am about to play for you? This? Not off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. That moron. Yep. So he hears an acorn hit the. He's hit too. He's hit. He's full of shit. Oh, I know. Well, he he thankfully resigned during. He resigned during uh the investigation and everything, and she's 
she's freaking out because it's her axe or whatever what? that what? Oh. Where, right there? that they're shooting at in the back seat of his car. Mm-hmm. Jesse, Jesse, are you okay? For those of you on the audio side, 43, so what happened is uh, this this lady's uh, ex-boyfriend, I guess, was trying to steal her car, so cops arrested him. And I'll, I'll, shut, I'll stop it there. Anyways, so uh, he was arrested and already searched, already uh, found to be unarmed, stuck in the back of the police cruiser. And while one of the officers was walking past the cruiser, uh, video cameras at, during the investigation, cameras spotted what appeared to be an acorn fell off of the tree directly above <laughs> the car and uh, hit the cruiser. And the thud of the acorn freaked the cop out enough to the point where you saw his little half-assed barrel roll that he did on the ground and then starts opening fire on the back seat of the police cruiser which the suspect thankfully was the unarmed suspect thankfully was not injured although he's uh claiming traumatic stress which i would have to agree with him you know being said one being trapped into the back seat of a police cruiser with handcuffs on while an officer is firing at the back of his head and the back of his seat while another officer is firing at him from the front of the car. I did she fire? Yeah, yeah, she was shooting too. I didn't see oh, any yeah. rounds. Um, oh okay. I'm pretty sure that she was shooting. Let me Back it up. I don't think I did. I back it up far enough. Hold on. I let's, let's bring this back on your screen. Oh, maybe she didn't. I don't. No, she's not. Okay, yeah, just the way that she's backing up and stuff, her her arms are moving yeah. up and down. But either way, I mean, dipshit there was firing into the back seat from behind the guy. Yep. Yeah. Eighteen rounds. Was it only 18 rounds? Because he did a mag change, and didn't he dump a whole second mag into it? They're I only saw the first mag. There might have been more after. They took uh, the the video went off off him. Because um, that doesn't look like a cop. What? The female. No, that other one was a body camera from the female officer while she's getting a written oh. statement from the. Okay. 
that was 10, 13, 14, 14. He just pulled another mag out. Oh, maybe. Okay, no. Well, while both of them were behind these other cars, did he shoot more? Forty-three, Jimmy traffic, shots fired, shots fired, I got a deputy down. No! No! Jesse, how are you? Okay. I think eventually he pops up over here behind one of the uh, behind the other car. Yeah, right there. He yeah. Is. What an absolute okay. Okay. absolute moron. The thing it didn't start raining that that Tesla he's sitting behind would explode into flames. What a shame. See anything my vest? You weren't a shit, you fucking idiot. Idiot. Oh yeah. Let, let's get the perspective of a of a teenager. Uh, uh Jimmy, Jimmy, what do you think? Uh I don't know. I, I mean, it was stupid of him to think that he was shot when they checked him the first time and knew that there was no weapon, unless there was a weapon in the vehicle, which I doubted. Yeah, true. Yep. Yeah, I, w I would say... Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, put the Vegemite away. Put the Vegemite away. Keep your pants on. Oh, good. Thank God it's empty. It's going to be a scotch glass. Ooh. Ooh. Have you told on. Jimmy about Vegemite? <laughs> Jimmy, do you know what Vegemite is? Do we need to Can educate you? Yes, because yes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's an Australian um, sandwich spread. It's black. It's made from... Uh, it's got yeast, wheat, barley, and hops. Some people say it's disgust, disgusting, disgusting, but I love it. I freak out your father every now and then by just John, putting my finger. John, John, you should explain why it has those ingredients in it, because it is the byproduct and the waste of beer making materials. Yeah. It, I can it, get it, it's a just, full jar just in, you know, it, oh, show. God. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 dear God. 
Uh, yeah. I think you should send Jimmy a thing of uh, a Vegemite, and we'll no, we'll have you. Well, you, well, you can, can send, send it. it. You can send it to me, and I will have Jimmy eat a you know a finger full of Vegemite on camera just for you. No, you. I'll taste test have it to do that. Sorry, I will. I will taste test it. Okay, not a problem. When you put it on the t- oh, toast, okay, you only okay. have a very thin. Layer. John, John, keep your kinks to yourself. <laughs> keep your kinks to yourself. <laughs> uh, so that was all that I had for the for the no- for notable news uh, this week. Jimmy, do you got any anything that you want to talk about as far as any newsworthy stuff that you can think of? Um, Gossip on your father, yeah, things like that. That that, yeah. I, I don't know. He um, he probably by what he said, he bought or put more guns on layaway today. Using <laughs> secret code. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking. At, he's looking at a few different guns. Good on him. I. I mean. I. Okay. So, story about Jimmy here is. So when I bought my Beretta, when I put my Beretta on layaway, I had taken him with me. Now my wife and I had already had this deal, where I was going to put this Beretta on layaway. So I put it on layaway. He was with me. We get back home, and the first thing he does is he runs over to my my wife and says, "Hey, do you know how many guns my dad has on layaway?" <laughs> and she's like, "No, how many guns does he have on layaway?" Perfect. So I told him today that I'm like, "So I didn't put any guns on layaway today, at least did." Did you notice that? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, tricks on you. Me and the gun store guy have a code. All I have to do is pick up a gun and look at it. And he automatically puts it on layaway and credits my account. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, I wish that was the case. They have a, they have a SIG P220 in there right now with three mags. I mean, it's a consignment gun and it was, Pretty good deal. I want to say it was like five hundred some. So damn, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. And they have. Have you ever heard of a Sig P six? It is this. I'm trying to remember. I think he said that it was a Spanish police uh, issue pistol unfortunately it only comes with one mag and they're only single stack eight shot nine millimeter but it was it's it's unique it's 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 got a unique it's it's unique and the the owner just dropped the price down to 450 on it and john tell me no tell me no john you're looking it up, aren't you? 
Yep. Ooh. You find it? Yeah. I just Googled it. Zig P6. It says West German bargain. Uh, Here we go. I am going to pull it up on a screenshot for everybody. Nice. I mean, the one. Here we go. Open into a bigger picture. There we go. Yeah, this thing right here. That looks nice. It does. The downside is, I mean, I haven't looked into it at all. I I just wonder how easy it would be to get more mags, but also for the size of it, like it looks like a. From this picture, it looks like like a real compact gun it is not that compact of a gun i mean it's it's a pretty bulky gun but it's a it it's just an interesting gun it is yes it's it's a piece of history it's a piece of history that needs to be preserved (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't think I your don't wife think, I, is going to fall I, for I, that. No, no, probably not. But anyways, mm. I, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at new pistols for her. So, and that one would, uh, no, I want something full size for. Her. I'm still saying I want something full size for. Her, so. Mm. There's mm. nothing. On gun mag warehouse for that gun, Prob- probably not. I see. Um, I don't know. I don't know um, much on the history of it, whether it is still in production or not. Oh, Sig P two two five. Yep. Is that that must be the same thing? Yeah. Two two five. Two two five. Two two four. Two two eight. Did you find the two two five uh, magazines? Not yet. Here we go. Ooh. $19. Oh, that ain't bad. 10 round. Oh, 10 round. So it's it's yeah. bigger than the one that comes with it. But it does have P225 slash P6. Tell me no, Anywhere John. Tell me no. Tell me 19 no. to 40. Anywhere from ninety dollars or nineteen dollars to forty dollars. Yep. What What's the deciding factor? I have no idea. 
Anyways, I yes. think we should get into our segments. Do you have anything for John Down Under this week? Or is yeah. it or is it John or is it a John Rants Down Under? No, not okay. today. I'm trying to be good. Just Fucking don't scum. comply, John. Just don't comply. <laughs> okay. It's going to be short. It's about the Australian road trains. What that is, um, they go from the coal mines to the harbour with coal. And they are huge. Oh, okay. I just wait for it to come up. I I think I found a the picture. The longest one was a hundred and seventy-five feet. Six inches. That's their normal size. But is it something was, like this? Yep. But the that you you know you know that that uh tractor there sort of looks like something out of uh, Mad Max or Road yep. Warrior. Okay. Longest road train on record. Record. 4,836 feet 11 inches being towed by one truck. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> no thank you no thank you but it's crazy that um, something like that can do it 113 trailers and it was driven by John Atkinson a seasoned truck driver yeah, but that's crazy how long that thing was. That's a small one. Uh, hold on. I don't think I have the audio going. Ah! There we go. It said it's something about like the longest. I I mean, look at that thing. Yeah. Here there are few railroads, and only these giant trucks visit the remote mines and farms. Leave it to BP. Are carried by road train. Yep. From the center of the country to the more populated cities on the coast. <laughs> That's dirt roads. It's a gravel road. Yeah. Company that operates the longest truck in the world. 
This is the custom-built 3B, affectionately known as the Centipede. Holy shit. <laughs> it's a 205-ton, 160-foot-long rig. It has an 18-speed gearbox with a 550-horsepower engine and carries over a ton of fuel. It has 110 wheels on 28 axles. The center... Okay, so... I'm just going to say that. How many how many kangaroos do you think met their end by that beast? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> how how far do you think that thing would would slide if they locked up the brakes? A long way. And there's I, there's I say it's a mile for it to get running. And another mile to stop. So well, and it it would with that with that many, you know, trailers on it, it would you would have to rely on the brakes on the on the rear trailers. There, if you brake if you applied the brakes at all on the on the tractor itself, that thing would not even jackknife. It would <laughs> no. It would the butterfly way, knife. <laughs> the way the brakes are on a trailer, the back ones engage first, and then the front. Okay. So that as it's slowing down, the front one isn't being pushed. Okay. Yeah, that makes so. That makes sense. Let's right just there. say a car. Cut in front and propped. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be all over. And then a mile down the road, when the truck stops, <laughs> he's got to hoof it all the way back. Oh to yeah. See if anyone lived. Um, I got a I got a real easy short answer here. No. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so um let's see. I, I guess I'll get into my segment, uh, which is uh I wanted to talk today about the ability to do basic repairs around your house. I, I feel like I've done this topic recently, but I went through the past probably 10 episodes and I don't see it. And that's quite a ways back for us. So um, let's just talk about <laughs> John knows. <laughs> so let's just talk you, a little you, bit. You talked about it, but it was not a topic. Oh well, okay. See, I I was looking and I I couldn't find it as a topic. Anyways, let's talk a little bit about some basic home repairs that you should learn. And here's the here's the lucky part: if you have a phone or a computer, 
if you are able to listen to this podcast, you probably 99% of the chance have, uh, or 99% have a chance to look up how to do these repairs on YouTube. And there's probably, you know, a hundred YouTubers that will walk you through these repairs step by step. So I don't have to walk you through these repairs, but just some basic ones that any homeowner or even, you know, long-term apartment dweller should know. Um, I'll, I'll start on the list. Uh, light fixtures, how to install light fixtures. They're really easy, actually. Uh, normally, you're looking at three wires and uh, maybe two screws. Real easy. Um, and it's real easy to know whether you have power going to them by flipping the switch off. Uh, yep. Next would be light switches. A um, little bit more complicated for you because you have to you have to put the wires in the right order on them. And uh, you do have to make sure that you have and you do have to make sure that you if, if you want to avoid getting any chance of getting poked. Um, you should probably make sure to hit the breaker for the room that you are working on. Yeah, that you are working on the light switch in. Um, and it is a little bit more tricky unless you have a voltage tester. Um, it is a little bit trickier to make sure that there isn't voltage going to it uh, compared to my next one, which is outlets replacing outlets the receptacles that you plug your accessories into um these uh you know about about the same difficulty as light switches uh you're looking at generally three wires um counting a ground wire uh, as long as you have modern electric modern wiring going through your house you generally have a ground wire um this is a little bit simpler because if the existing outlet if one of the outlets works and the other one doesn't because you know you get two outlets normally uh you can plug in like a radio turn it on full blast go to your breaker box and one by one flip flick breakers until that radio shuts off um if neither of those outlets work, find, I mean, most rooms have at least, you know, two to three plugs or two to three receptacles in it. Uh, find uh, one of those outlets that does work, plug in the radio, same thing, go to the breaker box, shut it off until you hear the radio shut off. Um, if there is another a uh, set of outlets in that room, probably just to be safe, go plug in the radio just to make sure that there isn't two different breakers on that room. Um, I have seen some wonky stuff like that in the past. Uh, but once you know that there is no power going to that room, real easy, three wires, three wires and a screw. And that outlet comes out and you slip a new one in and screw it back in. Um, Next, faucet replacement. This one can be a little bit difficult, um, but it's it's not beyond the realm of any of our listeners. Uh, normally, your kitchen, I'm talking like kitchen faucets 
or bathroom faucets. Uh, bath and shower faucets are are quite a bit more trickier. Quite a bit more trickier is, is that? A, anyways, um, they're they're a little trickier. Um, I haven't personally done one of those, but I can tell you what: there's definitely videos on uh, YouTube to do that because. I know that there's videos that show how to replace the seals in a bath faucet. Um, but sink faucets in the bathroom or in the kitchen generally are being held by two giant nuts that, uh, you know, are just directly under the actual fixture itself, under the cupboard. Uh, sometimes they're hard to break free, but once you get those off, uh, it's just unhooking the hoses from the faucet itself and stick a new faucet on. Yes. One point. Yes. Turn the water. Oh off. yeah. Yeah. Make, make sure to shut off the water, the, the valves on. And that is with, uh, sink faucets. Uh, everyone that I've ever seen actually has water shutoffs on the individual lines in the cupboard or under the sink itself. Now for a shower or a bathtub, uh, you do have, you do have the, uh, more difficulty of going to your master water shut off and shutting that off to shut off the water flow. If you have to do anything to that, um, which with my house is down in the middle of my crawl space. So I have to crawl down there which is not the funnest thing to do and shut off the water. I actually offered one of my buddies $500 one time to go do it for me. And I would do the rest of the repairs because he's a plumber, you know, pay a plumber $500 to go shut off the water. And that is not what this whole segment is about. It's about saving money. I was just being lazy there and don't worry, everybody. Don't worry. Okay. I, I, he didn't take the offer and I did it myself. So <laughs> Don't you have an outside water turn off? No. Nope. No, if if I had if I was no, not not generally. Um most of those that I've seen outside are normally buried in the ground and controlled by the municipality. We have one on our house. Do you? Yeah. It's got like a four inch pipe that goes down that sits on top of the valve. And we have a handle handle that you put down to turn on and off. Oh. That's cool. No, ours ours is just uh it's just a little it's pretty much a lever just like you'd see under I mean it's a larger version that you'd see on the uh the water lines under the sink itself where you hmm. just like turn it one turn it one way almost like a full turn and it shuts off the water yeah. turn it the other way full turn and it turns on the water um but that's interesting that's generally the ones that I've seen around here um, but yeah, so either way, uh, sink faucets real easy. And the, the downside with, uh, sink faucets is sometimes like if you're dealing with manufactured houses 
Um, uh, sometimes there's different kinds of piping. Sometimes there's copper pipe. Sometimes there's uh, PVC um, or not PVC, but PAX, uh, which is usually blue, blue or red um, nowadays. Or uh, sometimes you get the funky stuff like what we have in our house, which has been recalled back in the 90s. And unfortunately, uh, the company went under before, you know, the previous owners of the house could have it actually replaced. But it's um, I think it's called Quest. It's like a gray, gray piping and everything that has a tendency of becoming quite brittle over time. So, um, yeah, but. Either way, um, sometimes uh, you have to deal with obsolete piping. And I would recommend that if you have to do any kind of like quick repairs on piping, have they're called shark bites. Um, and they're really nice uh, compression fitting, uh, well, compression fittings that are meant for like the ones that we have to get because we have the quest piping uh they have quest on one side and pecs on the other and anytime i've had to do any kind of patching i just patch with uh upgrade to the pecs piping and everything but just slap a shark bite on it on the one end shove it on the quest uh and on the other end shove it on uh or shove on some pecs everything but the shark bite fittings they're relatively cheap they're like ten dollars a piece um next uh learn like basic drywall hole repair or basic drywall repair um real easy uh it's yeah it's slightly more difficult than either any of the stuff that i've told you now but uh it is quite easy um another thing is do you know how to plunge a toilet? Learn how to plunge a toilet. It's not difficult. Get a plunger. Yep. Yep. Pretty much like that. Uh, and learn how to do that. Learn how to unclog your sink or your shower drains. Um, now, granted, you might get to the point where you need to actually uh call in somebody with a snake or get a snake. I, I have a snake. Unfortunately, my snake is not long enough for the last, uh, the last drain clog that I actually ended up having to call a Patriot plumber from our discord to come over and snake my house. Uh, and go figure the, the clog he found was like a foot farther than my 25 foot snake. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I was glad that he was able to come over and do that anyways so uh learn how to use a snake too um that that's always helpful uh and i've i know i touched on teaching kids how to use tools and everything but if you don't know how to use tools you should just learn how to use tools everybody should know how to use basic hand tools isn't that right jim yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
Mute Jimmy. Mute Jimmy. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and and on the plus side, Jimmy here is taking Woodshop, which his school actually still has. He's taking it this semester. So awesome. Yeah. But just learn some basic repairs. Uh, I'm trying to remember. My, oh, learn how to hang pictures on walls. I mean, that that makes the wife happy, the girlfriend happy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's so many little little things that you can find around the house that instead of calling a professional to do it, you could do it yourself and save yourself uh, lots of money because. And here's the other thing. If you can't find it on on YouTube or you just don't feel comfortable enough doing it, watch what the professional does. Call a professional. I this past summer, our AC stopped blowing hot air or stopped blowing cold air. I looked it up and I figured that it was the I believe it was the capacitor that I had looked it up and I figured it was the capacitor, but I didn't know how how a where the capacitor was and how to change it out on our AC unit. So I called professionals to come do it and they charged me $200 to do it, but I watched them and it is a very simple process that, and they said, they even told me that, you know, 15 years ago, they never had to change capacitors on, AC units, and now uh, it's quite a regular occurrence that they have to change them because most capacitors are made in China now, and mm-hmm. they're lower quality, so they're burning out a lot faster than the old capacitors on the old units. So um, after they left, I ended up looking up the capacitor on Amazon, and you can get the capacitors on Amazon. I mean, even the even the cheap Chinese ones that are going to wear out after I, what five years is all that we've had this AC unit. Um, it still was only like $14 for a new capacitor. And that was this summer. So that's, you know, right around the same time that we already still had inflation skyrocketing inflation going on. Uh, the American made ones, I think were like $40 or something like that. So, I mean, you can get them and hell, if I had just bought one of the American made ones, I would have saved $150 right there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but just, just watch what the professionals do. Like, don't be one of those people that are hire somebody to come do a, come do what you believe is probably a simple repair, but you don't know. and you know, just hand them, just give them free will and and stand back and just pay the bill when it's done. No, be right there. Watch, see what they do. Like if they're changing out the element, if you have if you have a gas furnace and you don't know how to change out the element on it, uh, watch, see how they change out the element on it. I've Chances are there is probably a video showing you how to change out the element. It's not that hard. Um, same with car repairs. 
my new thing with car repairs are if I shouldn't say my new well, yeah, I guess it is my new thing because no no offense domestic cars, but your engines are set up like wonky pieces of shit. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. You, you depending know, on the car. Depending Damn socks. Anyways, um uh anyways, um no, I I have gotten to the point where See, my wife has a Honda and she has, it's, I mean, it's an older Honda at this point. Um, but I can do almost everything under the fucking hood in that car that you can do with a car that's like 20 years old now. You know, mm-hmm. you can change out the light bulb, you can change the battery, you can do basic, basic things to the engine. Or in the engine compartment that, like, with the brand new cars is a pain in the ass. Uh, You know, GM, GMC, you know, changing out the light bulb in a a GMC terrain where you have to get into the wheel wheel well to change out the fucking light bulb. And, oh, sorry. Anyways, (laughs) anyways. So, engine light comes on in my... uh, in my Chevy Cruze, and first thing I think is, oh God, it's a Chevy GM product. So I take it to O'Reilly's, the parts place, have them throw it on their code reader, pops up as mass mass air mass air flow regulator sensor. Um is probably or is suggested that replace the sensor. And I'm thinking Okay, well, I know where the mass airflow is. Ah, I don't know where the sensor is. <laughs> and I'm like, is, I, I bet it's under the whole damn thing, and I have to pull the engine or pull the, pull the quarter panel off. or I, I, You can't even do that with the unibody cars anymore. Anyways, <laughs> so... I'm like, well, I'll jump onto YouTube. YouTube is your friend. As much as I hate Google, YouTube is your friend. And until Odyssey and Rumble and uh, any of these other uh, video platforms can actually get the amount of videos and how-to videos especially, I jumped on YouTube. I put in my car and... You know, it's like, I mean, it took Jimmy and I not even three minutes to replace the sensor today. And I mean, I just jumped on there. I saw how easy it was. I went back to O'Reilly's and said, okay, I'll take that part. And, you know, this morning, or I guess it wasn't this morning, this afternoon, I'm like, ah, let's go do this real quick. Two screws. Pull the wiring harness, heart pop, sensor pops out, throw the new one in, you know, plug the wiring harness back in, lock it in place, screw the two Phillips head screws back into it, and, you know, it was all good to go. Um, 
and that was less than three minutes. And if I had taken it to the shop, they probably would have charged me the same price that they charged me to replace a spark plug on the damn thing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, last month, which if I remember correctly was right around 600 fucking dollars. So, but I digress, <laughs> <laughs> learn basic repairs. Um, and moving on quickly because uh, my my other kids are are starting to get tired. Let's talk about today's herb of the week, and that would be oak, uh, namely white oak or red oak. And hold on, I got some pictures for you guys. Of course, I got pictures, right? Uh, where where am I at? Where where am I at? Here we go. For those of you on, no, not this. Uh, <laughs> where? Ah, here we go. This right here is the red oak. Um, notice the red oak leaf is pointier. Uh, you got some acorns, but the white oak also have acorns. I believe the bark is actually pretty close. Yeah, the bark is pretty pretty close. The biggest difference that I've noticed is the leaves. Um, white oak usually have rounder um, points to their leaves and everything. Either way, uh, oak itself uh, is the bark, uh, namely the inner bark and the leaves, uh, made into a decoction, which for those of you that don't know what a decoction is, it, think of tea, only it is uh, steeped for longer, usually simmered for 20 to 30 minutes instead of, you know, five minutes. Um, but, uh, made into a decoction, it is used topically as an astringent for weeping wounds, including fungal infections and poison ivy rashes. Um, you can take the inner bark and if you, uh, grind it or turn it into a fine powder, um, of course you'll want to dry it out first, but, uh, turned into a fine powder it can be used on external wounds to prevent uh um infection and also to soothe pain so that would be uh the oak tree um once again white oak and uh red oak are generally the ones that that you'll see in the united states uh i'm not entirely sure whether some of the foreign ones out there um I'm not entirely sure what all the foreign ones are, but I believe that they have oak over in uh, um, Europe as well. So, so those of you over there, uh, look into your oak. Um, oh yeah, that is all that I have. Do we want to do we want to do a round of Q and A for Jimmy? Do you have any questions, John, for Jimmy? Appropriate questions. That's why I'm shaky. <laughs> my head. No. I, I do have a question for Jimmy. And that would be. So. You you've you've started you've started the new semester correctly. Correct. Yes. OK, so you've already started woodshop. And um, have have they taught what have they taught you as far as woodshop goes, as far as tools? Uh, 
Well, mainly they, the first thing uh, our teacher taught us was how to read a ruler. And then he, he went over just different wood types and then he was going over a joiner and just the safety of it. But it was really a lot of uh, stuff about rulers and other small things. Measure twice, hot once. One thing with learning how to build things out of timber, you can make some serious money for building um, cabinets, um, entertainment centres and things like that. Because there are still people that want well-made um, furniture. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the majority of furniture that you find in stores nowadays, nowadays are made out of, you know, composite plywood, composite woods. I mean, it, yep. it's, it's all junk. I mean, people will still buy real wood furniture. If if they can find a good source for it, and the problem is yeah. there isn't really any good sources for it anymore. Uh, we went to we we were looking for bunk beds for Jimmy and his little brother and stuff, and uh, you know some of the, like the furniture stores that you would think would have decent quality furniture. Yeah, it was showy, nice furniture, but it was still fake wood furniture. And I mean, yeah, there's some of these people that are going out there and making like uh, Jimmy's a wood teacher. I I actually know him personally. I I mean, I haven't talked to him since high school, but his father was my woodshop teacher and his woodshop teacher in high school. And I mean, that class, uh, people were cranking out grandfather clocks they were cranking out i built a actually the coffee table that we still have in our in our living room which is solid i i call it the the four wood uh table because it it has solid oak solid ash back white ash back before white ash was almost became extinct um and uh it has cherry and also walnut in it, black walnut. And I mean, it is all solid wood. That table, I think I paid maybe a hundred dollars total in materials in wood for that thing back in the you know mid nineties and uh, or late nineties, I guess it was. And nowadays, that table you probably, if I was to sell that, I could probably make almost a thousand dollars off of it because it's all solid real wood i mean Mm -hmm. they're even the legs the legs the legs are well i think they're like four and a half by four and a half solid wood they aren't hollowed out pieces of wood they're solid wood um yeah it's there's there's a lot the things that were cranked out in that wood shop program uh, you know, long bows, recurve bows, 
fishing nets, snowshoes, kayaks, canoes, um, grandfather clocks, like I said. Uh, those are rocking chairs. Um, those are those are just the things that I can remember offhand. But you like <clears throat> you can go on YouTube and see what some people are making. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. If if I if I had a big enough shop, I would I've told my wife this. I would quit my job in the heartbeat and just do that. My my actual my one of my step siblings uh does that on the side. He he builds hardwood furniture with his with uh one of his kids. Um uh and I know he's built uh kitchen tables or dining room tables, he's built chairs, um, he's built he's built some beautiful furniture and everything. Uh and he does that on the side um quite successfully. I I I wish I could do that. I just no time and I don't have a place to do it. So Yeah. Okay, Jimmy, do you have any questions for the dudes? Um, no, not really. Disappointing, I guess. I don't have any. No, not really. Oh, okay, I do have one. What is it like in Australia? Hot and humid in the summer. The humidity and the temperature can raise to 100% humidity and 100 degrees temperature. Um, There's only two or three places that get snow. Um, (laughs) We do have, I think it's eight out of the top 10 deadliest animals in the world in Australia, but seven of those are in the bush. So you really don't have have to worry about it, but it's a beautiful country. The problem is the cost of living is expensive compared to America. Uh, one more question. Uh, sure. Can- you asked me, or can you answer me uh, a question about the e- e- emu Emu? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your old man put you up to that. Um, what it was, um, the emu is a pest, but it's a huge bird. Um, and mm-hmm. what it was... They just got into the farmer's crops and things like that and was just destroying them. The Australian government tried to go in and cull a lot of the birds, but it didn't work. 
So emus, one. Humans, zero. And so, uh, is Paul Hogan on the $1 bill? No. <laughs> no. I will get you, Luke. Trust me. Vegemite may come out next week. I can see you. Yeah. No, I hate Paul Hogan with a passion. He likes I, I have wife. I have no idea what you're talking about. I had nothing to do with that question at all. Total bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't got anything. You don't have anything, John? Nope. Okay. Well, until next week, make sure to uh, follow us on uh, Noster Instagram. Uh, join our Discord server. Uh, I'm trying to think. Noster Instagram. Twitter. We're on Twitter. Uh, and then also make sure to subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. Fountain.fm is what I recommend. Although any podcast 2.0 platforms are awesome. Anyways. Uh, until next week, this is Luke. This is John. And this is Jimmy. And keep your powder dry. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>